again, baby. It might depart from me. And guess what God said? My grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength is made what? Perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmity that the power of Christ may rest upon me. So this messenger of Satan was sent. Praise God. And that's what he called. It was a thorn in his flesh. Some people want to say that it was eyesight. Some people want to say that it was it had to do with some other kind of physical uh, infirmity he had, but it said a thorn. Now everywhere that I went, when I searched this out and I read this, it said a messenger of Satan. When I started studying God's word, I found something that was just so uh, fascinating to me, and it showed me what these thorns were. Let me give you an example. Go to the book of Ezekiel. Go to Ezekiel. Ezekiel 28. At 28, Ezekiel 28. This is, I'm going to just share a few with you. But this is where you can find where Satan uh, is here. And also in uh, Isaiah chapter 14. You put that down too. You can use that as a scripture reference. It said, The word of the Lord came again unto me, saying, Son of man, say unto the prince of Tyrus, Thus said the Lord God, Because thine heart is lifted up, and thou hast said, I am a God. I sit in the seat of God, in the midst of the seat. Yet thou art a man. And are not God, though thou set thine heart as the heart of God. Behold, thou art wiser than Daniel. There is no secret that they can hide from thee. With thy wisdom and with thine understanding, thou hast gotten these riches, and hast gotten gold and silver into thy treasury. And by great wisdom and by the traffic, hast thou increased thy riches, and thy heart is lifted up because of thine riches. Therefore, thus said the Lord God, because thou hast set thine heart as the heart of God, and behold, therefore, I will bring strangers upon thee. And by the way, this is a prophecy concerning Tyrus, which is one of those cities uh, in, in the Middle East. He said, the terrible of the nations, and they shall draw their sword again, the beauty of the wisdom, and they shall defile the brightness. They shall bring thee down to the pit. And thou shalt die the death of them that are slain in the midst of the sea. Would thou yet say before him that slayeth thee, I am God? But thou shalt be a man, and no God in the hand of him that slayeth thee. Now I want to skip down and show you around verse 11. He said, Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, take up a lamentation upon the king of Tyrus, and say unto him, Thus said the Lord God, Thou settest up the sum full of wisdom. Sealeth, I'm sorry. Sealeth up the sum full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. He talking about Satan now. Thou hast been in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was your covering. The sardis, the topaz, and the diamond, the beryl, the beryl and the onyx, and so on. The jasper, the sapphire, the emerald, and the carbuncle, and the tabri. 
and go and work with him. He went on to work to tell him about all of the things that had been his when he was created. But verse 14 said, But thou art uh, the anointed chair that covereth, and I have set thee so that thou wast upon the holy mount of God, and thou hast walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. Thou wast perfect in thy ways from the day that thou wast created till what was found in him. Now this is Satan that he's talking about now. By the multitude of your merchandise they have filled the midst of thee with violence. Thou hast sinned. Therefore I will cast thee as profane out of the mountain of God and I will destroy thee, O covering, cherub from the midst of the stones of fire. Thine heart was what? Lifted up. Because of your beauty, thou hast corrupt thy wisdom. By reason of thy brightness, I will cast thee to the ground, and I will lay thee before kings, and they will behold thee. So this is what God is saying to Satan. He said again around verse 18. Thou hast defiled thy sanctuary by the multitude of thine iniquity, and that means lawlessness, and by the iniquity of your traffic, Therefore will I bring forth a fire from the midst of thee, and it shall defile thee. And I will bring thee to ashes upon the earth in the sight of all them that what? Behold thee. He's talking to Satan. Now keep that in mind and go with me to the book of Joshua. Joshua. All this, don't get weary. This is good. Stay with me. You'll see. You'll see how all of this will come together. Joshua chapter 23. What are we trying to perfect here? Nope. The thorn. Very good. Somebody said the thorn. Okay. Who's behind a message of who? Satan. And remember, Satan was corrupt. He was beautiful, but he was corrupt because he felt that he could take his throne and exalt his throne above whose throne? God. But he still left messengers. He still have demons. Now listen. He still have demons. He and he called them fallen angels. And they are they are throughout the earth. And people don't realize that. That you have an enemy that, that, that shows up in your services, shows up in your home, on your job. You're not wrestling against flesh and blood. There is an enemy out there, folks. Amen. And we need to know how to combat that enemy. And you don't do it with knives and guns. You need the word of God. Amen. There's nowhere in the world that you can take God's word and put it away for a season. You can't do it. Because the enemy, praise God, if you read in the book of Matthew chapter 4, when he came, what did Jesus say to him? By bread alone, and whenever the enemy would come and bring a temptation, he would say, it is written. The third, death and life in your mouth. It is written. Speak against that enemy. Go back to Joshua 23. What was given Paul? Thorn. A message of Satan. Okay, now let's see this. The word messenger means a person. Anytime you have ER on the end of a word, it denotes a person. You can take a noun and you got a word and that noun 
is the name of a person, place, or thing. If I say preacher, what is that? A person. If I say teacher, person. How we know it's a person? You can take a verb, a verb, and add er to it and turn that verb into a noun. Listen, a verb is an is, is, is a is an action word or a word, a state of being, a verb. It's a part of the English language. You can take a verb. Let's say the word, the verb is hit. I can add er to the verb hit and make it a person, and he become a what? Hitter. You can take the word run. That's a this. That's a verb. And then take that verb and turn it into a noun, I will add er to it. Now sometimes the English language will tell you if a word ends in, I know you don't want to hear this, but this is English language, but listen. If a word ends in a consonant, but it was preceded by a vowel, you have to double the consonant before you add er. Let me give an example, like run. Run ends in the word, in with the with the letter N. N is a consonant. So in order for it to be uh, a, a noun, and I add er, I have to double that consonant. So it becomes R U N N. There you go. Are you following what I'm saying here? Let's take the word hit. Like I told you before, hit ends in a T. T is a consonant, but before that T was a vowel, because I is a what? So when you have a, 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 a verb that ends in a consonant that's preceded by a vowel, in order to make it a, a noun, you have to double that consonant. You got it. Did you get it? Yes. I'm just trying to help y'all. Hallelujah. 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 So you can take a verb and turn a verb into a noun, but you got to change the ending. Good God Almighty. Hallelujah. So you got the word messenger. Messenger. That's a person because it ends in ER. Preacher, person, sleeper, person, wake up, but anyway, listen, all your words that are nouns were not always in ER, so don't get that, don't, don't, don't think that all of them in ER, but, 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 but the rule is that most of them will, because there are some nouns that were in in IST, okay? Like scientists, dentists, those are still what? Nouns. But they don't end in ER. But that's an English lesson by itself. How many, well, I said. You know what? I can come in one day and just teach you just some English. Just some. Just some. If you just want me to come and teach you some English, it'll help you understand when you read. It'll help you understand when you write. It, it, it brings some, some clarity to things. Because some of you may be taking courses and you have to write. Uh, sometimes you'll be using the wrong word when you say, okay, sit over there. You don't write T H E I R. Even though that's there. <laughs> we'll talk about all of those. Not a synonym. No, that's not a synonym. That's called a homonym or a homophone. Homo means sound. That's okay. That's what I said. We need to teach it sometime. Senna. Senna comes from the word that means similar. So a synonym is a word that has the same meaning. They're like. They're similar. 
okay? They'll send you, okay? You got it. You'll get it. It's, it's good, but that's not the purpose of this class. So let's go back to Joshua 23 right quick. It's going to help us. All right? What did I tell you that the thorns were? Messenger of Satan. Okay. Thorns. And I know we associate thorns with with the part of a rose bush. And that's true. But they'll prick you. They'll stick you. So that's what that's the idea here. That they're thorn, they they'll prick you. They coming in and they are causing problems in your ministry. Look at Joshua 23. Hallelujah. He said this now, this is around verse, um, I'm going to go to verse 10. All this is really good. <laughs> I'm, well, praise God. How many have read the 23rd chapter of Joshua? <laughs> we might just end up reading it tonight, but we, we won't. Let's, let's, let's go, let's go, let's go. He says this around verse, so bless the Lord. Mm. All this is so good. It really is. I'm going to start around verse 1 and we'll come down. Okay. Joshua 23, 1. It came to pass a long time after that the Lord had given rest unto Israel from all their enemies round about. That Joshua waxed old and stricken in age. And Joshua called for all Israel and for all their elders and for their heads and for their judges and for their officers. And he said unto them, said, I'm old. And I'm stricken in age. And you have seen all that the Lord your God has done unto all these nations because of you. For the Lord your God is he that has fought for you. Hallelujah. Behold, I have divided unto you by lots these nations that remain to be an inheritance for your tribes. From Jordan with all the nations I have cut off even unto the great sea westward. I want to stop and teach something else here, but I won't. I'll just tell you this, we'll come back. When you see something right here, this is what it said right here. It said, Behold, I have divided unto you by lot. L-O-T. When we see that, that's like people, what you put in your hand, like you, and you throw it. So it's like chance. Drawing straws, flipping corns, and, 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 and casting lot. I'm going to teach you on that. Let me, let me tell you why I, I said I wanted it. I, I, I feel moved. That's how a lot of people try to figure out what God want them to do and their purpose in life. Flip a, okay, Lord, if you want me to marry this person, then flip a cone. Now, now listen to what I'm saying. Uh, Lord, if you want me to buy this car, they'll draw a straw. <laughs> All kinds of ways to manipulate their way of thinking. And sometimes it works. I can't tell you it doesn't work. Because it can work. But when it works, God get his glory out of it. Amen. Flipping corns. Pulling straws. Casting lots. When John was on a ship, they were trying to find out who is causing the problem on this ship. Cast lots with Jonah. When they were choosing someone to take Judas's place, that's Acts chapter 1. Cast lots. What it does, it does give you 
if you pray and you got the right motive, it will give you uh, <laughs> a decision. It'll let you know that this is what I need to do. But that's not God's way for you to do it. Casting lots. Because it's too much like chance and usury. Okay? Let's go back. So you, let's see this now. It casts lots. And then it says around verse um, 4. Behold, I have divided unto you by lots these nations that remain to be an inheritance for your tribes from Jordan with all the nations that I have cut off even unto the great sea westward. Verse 5. And the Lord your God, he shall expel them from before you. Now stay with me. And drive them from out of your sight. And you shall possess your land as the Lord your God has promised unto you. That's not me, is it? Praise God. Well, let's go on verse, verse 6. Be ye therefore very courageous to keep and do all that is written in the book of the law of Moses, that you turn not aside therefrom to the right hand or to the left, that you come not among these nations. Listen at this. These that remain among you and neither make mention of the name of their gods, nor cause to swear by them, neither serve them, nor bow yourself down unto them. But you cleave unto the Lord your God as you have done unto this day. For the Lord has driven out from before you great nations and strong. But as for you, no man has been able to stand before you unto this day. Verse 10. No man of you shall chase, I'm sorry, one man of you shall chase a thousand. For the Lord your God, he is he that fighteth for you. And he has done what? Promise, Promise you. Take good heed, therefore, unto yourselves, that you love the Lord your God. I want to say that again. Take good heed. Don't just take heed. Take good heed, therefore, unto yourselves, that you love the Lord your God. Else, if you do in any wise, go back and cleave unto the remnant of these nations, even these that remain among you, and shall make marriages with them. And go in unto them, and they to you. Verse 13. Know ye for a certainty that the Lord your God would no more drive out any of these nations from before you, but they shall be snares and traps unto you, and scourge in your side, and thorns. Where? In your eyes, until you perish from off this good land which the Lord your God has given you. So again, it lets you know that thorns are people sent to irritate you. Sent to irritate you, undermine you. Amen? Amen. Let's go back. Let's go back. So I, I, I just wanted us to see how the word of God has in more than one place of uh, uh, the 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 validation of what he says in another place God's word does not change it's the same every day if you take it you have to search for it I want to take you back now to Matthew chapter 26 everything is alright alright Matthew 26 so I've given you more than one example of how praying Praying more than once does not negate the fact that uh, you believe in God. 
It doesn't mean that you're not believing God because you're praying more than one. Now, somebody asked me another question. Pearl, you weren't here the last time, but you asked me a question. And your question, Pearl, came out of second, no, out of 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Let's go there, everybody. 1 Corinthians chapter 10. So the answer to whether you pray more than once is what? Yes. Amen. It doesn't take away your, your faith because you pray more than once. Amen. Are you going to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 10? All right, this was our question. This is around verse, this is what you asked me, it came out of verse 13. Everybody see it? First Corinthians 10, 13. It said, there has no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able. But will with the temptation also make a way to escape. That you may be able to do what? Bear it. Now, Pearl, your question was what? Yes. Okay. Now you can see it, but listen, listen at this. She said you. She said that you. You're not telling the truth. And you said we attributed to God. Yeah. Correct. And that's true. Listen, that's that's true. Everybody understood what she said? She's, this was the question. When you're going through them and, and everything that happens to you, whether they're a good thing or bad thing, she's saying you attribute everything to God. But you're saying that God doesn't put on you any more than you can bear. Is that what you're, that's what you're saying? But listen at this. Some things we take on ourselves. And listen, God has given us the ability to make choices. We make choices now. And we are to acknowledge him in some of our ways. All our ways. Now you may go out there and you may say, now I want me a car. <coughs> you may want yourself a car. And you pray for a car. But you decide you want a red car. <laughs> But you might even ask God if you want to, about the red car. So you see, we may ask him for something, but we may not ask him for all things. All right. You understand? You may ask him to give me a car, but you didn't ask him what color car. Mm -hmm. Amen. In fact, I was teaching with, a, with a, a, a man years ago, and I don't remember what happened, but anywhere I go, I'm always telling somebody about the Lord. And I asked him, I said, well, did you ask the Lord? I don't know whether he had a cold or what had happened. He's, this is what he said. Real, real ignorant statement. Uh, you know, something I don't bother the man upstairs about. Now that was his, that was his, that was his statement to me. Something I just don't bother the man upstairs about. When I may stop right now, don't leave this class and tell anybody else he's just a man upstairs. Because the man upstairs may not have paid his rent, and next week he may not even be upstairs. God. God doesn't live upstairs. Amen. Where does he dwell? And we just found out where is he though? 
Third heaven. There you go. See, see what I'm saying? How you can understand? But that's what he was saying. Oh, I don't bother the man upstairs by that. But anyway, I want you to know. There's something we can bring off, bring on ourselves. But I want to give you three points from this one passage. Everybody, I want to give you three points. <laughs> it's going to be easy because it all begins with a C. It all begins with a C. But there are three points. I'm going to read it again, then I'm going to give it to you. There has no temptation taken you, but such is common. So number one on your paper, you're going to write, it's a common temptation. A temptation. It's common. Okay? <coughs> That's the first thing. Such is common to man. But God is faithful. Who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able. So the second C is controllable. Hallelujah. It's controllable. It's controllable. <laughs> but with the temptation, also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. It's conquerable. Does everybody see that? First of all, the temptation is what? It's a common temptation. There's nothing, praise God, hallelujah, that you may go through that's not common. But not only is it common, but the temptation also is what? It can be controlled. Because I just said before, something we bring on ourselves. It can be controlled. But it also is what? It's conquerable. You can, it can be conquered. But let me tell you where the problem comes in. Go back to verse 12. This is where the problem comes in. At, and I see this all the time. Wherefore, let him that thinketh he standeth take heed, lest he what? Uh -huh. Trying to think you got it, you got it. I got this. And that's where pride come in at. That's where pride come in at. Because he just told you there is no temptation that take you but such is common. But you say, well, I got this. Whatever you've gone through, somebody's gone through it for you. And if you start listening to people, it'll help you. I wrote down some very powerful points. I don't know whether I'll get a chance to share those tonight. Let's try and see how much time I got. To show you something about pride. Hallelujah. But I, 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 I'll get to that. So Pearl, did that answer your question? Yes. All right. It's controllable. But it's also conquerable. Yes, dear. Spell what present? Oh, conquerable. C-O-N-Q-U-E-R-A-B-L-E. Conquerable. Maybe I didn't say it right. I got a southern drawl. Got it. Very good. That's good. You're taking good notes. Okay? All right. So the temptation. Got it? Yes. All right. Yes, precious. I heard people say, and I'm just kind of, don't tempt the Lord. You know, don't tempt the Lord. You know, certain things that you do. And you can do that. Yeah. The Bible say that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For instance, let me give you one. Like, um, and it comes out of people not having a good understanding of the word of God. Sometimes they show off pride. Pride can stand in the way. Uh, not, not, um, not a sound when it comes to the word of God. For instance, let's say. 
that's what mostly I hear. Like one goes outside with a cold or not ready. Oh, well, right. Yeah, well, that, 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 well, yeah. Right, right. <laughs> right, but what I'm thinking about is in the one, I'm going to give you an example. It comes out of uh, uh, Mark chapter 16. Let's look there, I'm sure. So you see it, Mark chapter 16. So you can, you'll get some understanding if I show you this. Mark 16. Okay. And I'm going to show you this and you're going to, you're going to have your eyes open right quick. Because you can't tempt them, but I'm going to show you a classic example. But I'm going to take you here, but I'm going to show you the classic example. But let's look at the 16th chapter of Mark. Watch this. It said, this is Jesus talking, verse 15. So he said unto them, talking to his disciples, Go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. This is Mark 16. And chapter 16. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Mark 16. And now I'm at verse 16. You got it? He said, Go into all the world, and preach the gospel to every creature, and he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. But he that believeth not shall be damned. Now watch this. See, this is how a lot of people tempt God. And these signs shall follow them that believe. What's going to happen? In my name, what you'll do? Cast out devil. What else? Speak with no tongues. What else he said? Pick up serpent. Got it? You already got it. Very good. You're a good student. That's how a lot of people tempt God. They say, well, listen. These signs are following them that believe. And so they'll go out there, show off, and they'll grab up a serpent. Because now they're trying to prove that they believe by picking up a serpent. But you're tempting God. Amen? God didn't tell you to pick up that serpent. And the reason I'm saying this is because, go with me to Exodus. Chapter 3, right quick. I just want to show you when I say something. I'm not just making this stuff up. Exodus. Don't get tired of opening your Bible up. Because too many folk don't open it up. And they teach you from their, their own mind. <laughs> you know I'm telling the truth. Exodus chapter 4. I said 3, go to 4. 4. <coughs> yeah. Yeah, go to Exodus chapter 4. Let me show you this. So now you can pick it up. If God didn't tell you to do it, you're at, you're at your own risk, like we just said. That's a temptation that you took on yourself. Mm -hmm. All right, go to Exodus chapter 4. Let me show you this. And Moses answered and said, Behold, but behold, they will not believe me nor hearken unto my voice. For they will say, The Lord has not appeared unto thee. And the Lord said unto Moses, What is it that you got in your hand? And by the way, what's happening is that Moses, God told Moses to go, and Moses said, You know, how will the people know that you sent me? But let's let's see what happened here. God asked Moses, What you got in your hand? He said, I got a rod. Everybody see that? He said, Catch it on the ground. He cast it on the ground. It became a what? Serpent. And Moses fled from, from before it. And I would have too. But watch this. Watch this. And the Lord said unto Moses, Put forth your hand and take it by the tail. Now listen. He wasn't tempting God. 
he was obeying God. So you can tempt God. You, uh, you, you can go pick up a serpent. And, and I believe God and pick it up. And God didn't tell you to pick it up. <laughs> he told Moses, said, now, pick it up by his tail. Now watch this. This is the faith part. I think I've talked this before. This is where faith come in. Now this is a live snake. When you threw it on the ground, it was a rod. Now God tell me to pick it up by his tail, which means it leaves his mouth. His mouth and his fangs free. Mm -hmm. That's right. So I got his tail. All he got to do is come around and what? Right. You got it. But when you obey God, okay, I love you. All right, sure. All right. She got to have a coat on, doesn't she, Joe? Okay. So when he picks up this, it turns back now into a rod because he obeyed God. He didn't tempt God. God told him to do it. Follow that? So that's how you can tempt God. In fact, that's what Jesus said to Satan in Matthew chapter 4. And we're going to all be leave here in a few minutes. That's what he said to Jesus. I mean, Jesus said to Satan. You don't tempt the Lord thy God. And by the way, let me show you that so you know I'm not making it up. Let's stay with him. Stay here for a minute. So the Lord said unto Moses, this is around verse 3 again. Cast it on the ground. He cast it on the ground. It became a serpent. And Moses fled from before it. And the Lord said unto Moses, put forth thine hand and take it by the tail. And he put forth his hand. He caught it. And it became what in his hand? Look at God. Look at God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah obeying God and then it, it goes on he said that they may believe that the Lord God of thy fathers the God of Abraham the God of Isaac the God of Jacob has appeared unto thee he also convinced Moses by faith that God was going to be with him and if you if you if you ever follow the rod and see what God had Moses do with this rod he stretched the rod out and what happened to the Red Sea it couldn't jail. So that was that was because it was no power in the rod. Guess what the power was in? Obeying God. It's no power in anointing with oil. No. Folks use the same oil you use. They can go right out there to the same store, buy the same bottle of virgin olive oil you buy. <laughs> Do it. I've seen people come and they want you to pray over the oil. Don't have no faith. But they have the faith to buy that oil because you said it'll work. Mm -hmm. That's why you have to teach people. Because yes. folks will come and sit up in the congregation and you don't know whether they save or not. And they'll hear you. And they'll take what you say. And I know I'm right because that's what they did. They, 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 they tried to do what you say and cast out demons and all this. And we're not teaching people. We're not empowering people. And this is what them demons will tell you. Paul I know. And Jesus I know. Now who are you trying to cast me out? Run you out there with no clothes on. I got scripture on that. <laughs> Go to Acts chapter 19 right quick. <laughs> Won't they do it? They sure will. And they'll mimic you. They know if you got any power or not. So it ain't time to play church, folks. The enemy's having a field day. My goodness. Right, what I tell you to go? Acts. Amen. Acts 19. Acts chapter 19. Now, I'm going to take you here, but I want to tell you this. Before they even got to 
what I'm going to show you here. Those people got rid of all of that stuff that they had. They were burning up books, and they were they were they, well, well. I can show you. Well, let's 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 take this for a minute. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get you out of here too. I'm gonna get you out of here. This is what's so good. Mm, mm, mm. I'm gonna start with verse one. It came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth. Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus and finding certain disciples, he said unto them, Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? And they said unto him, We have not so much heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. He said unto them, said unto what were you baptized? And they said unto John baptism. Then Paul said, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him that should come after him. And that is on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them. <coughs> See, they were baptized before the Holy Ghost came. And they began to speak with tongues and they prophesied. And all the men were about twelve. And so they went into the synagogue and they spake boldly for the space of three months. Three keep popping up here tonight. Disputing and persuading the things concerning the kingdom of God. By the way, that's the message. The message not to make you happy. The message to get you ready. Because I want to tell you before you leave here, Jesus is coming and you better be ready. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. It's time to get ready. So he said this. He said that the message was concerning the kingdom of God. And when divers, and when divers was hardened and believed not, in other words, there was a bunch of them that didn't believe, but they spake evil that way. And that's what they call those that believe in Jesus, they call it that way. And if you believe, listen to this, if you believe what Jesus said in the 14th chapter of John, when he said this, he said, I am the way. What else? The truth. And what else? The light. So when you see, when you read the book of Acts and you see the way, they're talking about Jesus because that's what he used. The term to this, to talk about himself. So that's what he meant. The way. So that's what he said. Uh, this is back now around verse 9. They did not believe and they spake evil of that way before the multitude. He departed from them and he separated disciples, disputing daily in the school of one Tyrannius. And this continued by the space of two years. Now, Paul, I love Paul, but that's why I love, I love the word. He was teaching for two years. <laughs> so that all what? Although that was in Asia, heard the word of the Lord, Jesus, both Jews and what? That's why you got to teach so the Jews and the Gentiles and the Greeks can hear it. Never's a time to stop teaching God's word. Are you hearing me? Never's a time to put God's word on a hold. To put God's word on the back on the back burner. Because you got some in there that don't believe that need the word of God. But if you shout, you got folks in there can shout right with you. From the sound of organ. Y'all ain't hearing me. Music make you pat your feet. You don't have to be saying to pat your feet. Pop your fingers. 
praise God. But the word, if you can shout off the word, that's a good shout. That's a good shout. Hallelujah. That's a good shout. Now this is what happened here. Two years. And they were in there and they were teaching. And verse 11 said, And God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul so that from his body were brought unto, watch this, sick handkerchiefs or aprons and a disease departed from them and the evil spirit. Look at this. When I read this, I said, Lord, I want this kind of power because you said I could have it. And he granted it. That's right, he sure did. Thank you. There are example after example that I could tell you. But I'm gonna tell you this too. You can ask for it. All right, all right. But there's a fear that came when it happened. That's right. That was a fear. I won't not that was a fear. My God, I asked for it, but it wasn't like it happened because I asked for it. It happened when I didn't think about it. Are you hear what I'm saying? Like when I came up on someone, and I, it wasn't like, well, Lord, I want this power, and then went right out there, and it happened. No, it's when I was in a situation, and, and, and someone came in, and that's why you have to have a word. And someone came in, I remember this particular woman had uh, been in a house. And so when she came up out of the basement, she said somebody cut her hair off. And it was two or three people that were standing there. So they called me and asked me would I come and uh, pray with them. So she came up. And when she came up out of the basement, I saw this woman. And she looked at me. And she snarled. That's enough to frighten you. <laughs> you know. And I knew what the word said. But I also knew where I was in the Lord. And I commanded that unclean spirit, that foul spirit, I command that spirit to come out. And let me tell you what that what happened. Now don't think I wasn't scared. <laughs> Praise God. That spirit came out in the form of foaming at the mouth. It came out. And that woman was better. And the people who were standing around saw it. And they said, wow. I don't know they were wowing me or wowing the spirit that came up out of that woman. But I'm telling you this. Get ready. If you're not grounded and rooted in the word, there's no victory. The victory is in the word of God. They did it to Jesus and they did it in the synagogue. We are not trying to exalt and trying to build nobody up and get your reputation out there and build up your ego. If you're not lifting up and building up Jesus, you lift up the wrong person. You lift the wrong person in just a matter of time before they recognize there's no power in you. And they're coming. Because the enemy has been let out and he's He's on the warpath now. And anywhere the truth, if truth is coming forth, they, the enemy is attacking truth and don't want truth to go forth. And persecution is setting in. I'm going to tell all of you, if you love the word of God 
and praise God, you 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 have a mind made up to serve God. Persecution gonna come in. It gonna come from religious leaders. They wanna silence your voice because enemies and demonic forces are behind stopping the work of God. Y'all ain't hear what I'm saying here. Just get serious. It's behind stopping the work of God. That's why you've got to be. In a place where you spend time with God and you got to spend time in his word. Let me go on and finish showing you. Just want to make sure I got to stop now. I'm like Paul. I ought to keep you here for the next two years. I won't stop. Watch this. <laughs> he said, and God wrought miracles. And certain, watch this now. They were watching them. People watch you. They imitate you. And certain of the vagabond Jews, verse 13. They were exorcists. They took upon them to call over them which had evil spirit the name of the Lord Jesus, saying, We adjure you by Jesus whom Paul preacheth. They saw Paul doing it. They wanted to do it. Look what the Bible said. Lord, I bless you. And there were seven sons of one Seaver. He was a Jew. He was chief of the priests which did so. Spiritual. Jewish priests, no power in the church. Look what the Bible said happened. Evil spirit spoke and said, Jesus I know. And Paul I know. But yes, this priest and these son, who are you? Y'all ain't reading y'all Bible. <laughs> you ain't reading your Bible. Who are you? And the man in whom, listen, and the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them and overcame them and prevailed against them so that they fled out of that house naked and wounded, beat their clothes off of them. This is where the Lord, and all it, listen, all it should have had was the power of God whom Paul preaches. The word. The word. The word. Thank God for the word. Thank God for his word. The word is not just something. The word is someone. Jesus is the word of God. You got Jesus? Be full of Jesus. That's your word. If you came for a word, that's your word. Be full of Jesus. Don't be full of yourself. <laughs> Hallelujah. But be full of Jesus. Amen. Good word, isn't it? Good God. Good God. Well, we're going to stop here for the night. Amen. Amen. Thank God for your coming. Thank God for your prayers. Look, did not our hearts burn within us as we heard the word of the Lord? I want to pray right now. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I ask for a blessing upon anyone that heard the word. Let us retain this word. Let us live by this word. Let us uh, receive this word. Let us retain it. Let us hide it in our hearts. Even now, Father God, I ask for that power. That, Father God, that, that to cast out demons. To speak with new tongues. To lay hands on the sick and sit there and watch them recover. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, restore, Father God, our enthusiasm for the word of God. Not, 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 a, not a show. Not the band, not the, the musicians, not the, the shouting and the dancing and the running of the aisles. But right now in the name of Jesus, restore our hunger and thirst after righteousness, after the word of God, Father God. 
that we, Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, will get into the word of God once again. And our desires, Father God, will be to the word. Fill somebody up with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Re 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 restore somebody right now, Father God. Rejuvenate them, Father God. Renew them right now, Father God. Let us renew our mind by the washing of the word. Help us right now, Jesus. Help us right now to walk in, walk in worthy of the vocation we have been called. Forgive us of our sins. We ask it in Jesus' name that we break habits and destroy the thorns that so easily, easily distract us. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you want to hear more from the woman of God, Dr. Davis, my God in here, please call every Monday night at 6.30 p.m. 971-224-6596. And then punch in the QR code 398-398. 803. Once again, that'll be 398-803. God bless you. Tell them the Lord sent you in Jesus' name. Amen.